0: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Worldwide Sports Radio presents jog Talk. Boy, that escalated quickly. I mean, that really got out of hand fast. With, with, with Rene, Rene Canales, Canales, Fogues, and James Baccione.
1: Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a new week here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This indeed is Chalk Talk. I'm Renee Canals, joined in the studio by our producer, Big Mike Rifkin. James Baccioni, hopefully he can make it in. Um, his, car st- his car started smoking. Uh, literally, like, right around the corner from here, it feels like. Uh, so, hopefully he can make it in. Hopefully the car's all right. Uh, if not, it's just me and you running the ship. And we've done this before, so <laughs> it's not, not much of an issue here, right, uh, No, Big Mike?
2: No, no problems.
1: Uh, but... Yeah, man. I mean, what a weekend it was in sports. It really was. I mean, we had the Eastern Conference Finals being uh, decided in the National Basketball Association with the Toronto Raptors. Stunning the world, it seems like, because everybody and their grandmothers had the Milwaukee Bucks advance into the finals to face off against the Golden State Warriors. But that will not be. It will be the crew from up north, from the 6, the Toronto Raptors facing off against the Golden State Warriors. In the NBA Finals, we had the Stanley Cup Final last night begin Game 1 between the Boston Bruins and the St. Louis Blues. And just like every other matchup in the Finals between these two teams, it turned out to be the Boston Bruins to take Game 1. So that happened last night. We had had baseball all week and long, obviously. The Memorial Day games took place yesterday as well. The Mets were in L.A., After a pretty, pretty good homestand, you can say the least, for the New York Mets. uh, And the New York Yankees continuing to win as they have been for, like, the last month and a half. Mm -hmm. Just about. Uh, So, let's start off with the Stanley Cup. Okay. Uh, Is it because we got it? (laughs) uh, Yeah, 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 for the most part. Uh, Final score, 4-2 to in that one, the Boston Bruins. Um, they actually started off. I, I want to say, a tiny bit slowish, sluggish, maybe a little bit, just because of the the the, the, yeah. the days off. Not saying because they didn't play well. It was just a time off. It was an extended period of time. They gave up the first goal. Ended up scoring four unanswered goals uh, to get this one in the to put that one in the bag. The Boston Bruins went four to two, take game one. Big Mike. Hockey resident over here. What do you gotta say about this game? I mean, the Boston Bruins took it to the Blues physically, though, to say the least.
2: Yeah, I thought both teams played pretty physical for the most part. Um I, I think the difference was the blue the Bruins had really good scoring opportunities, scoring chances, dominated the offensive zone where the Blues were more kept to the outside. Mm-hmm. If you if you watched The game, the first Blues goal comes off of a tremendous forecheck by the top line with Shen, Schwartz, and Tarasenko. Jay Bomeister makes a key pinch on that play, and they're able to beat Tuka high high blocker. The second one, the Bruins just turn the puck over on a weird play between Pasternak and I believe it was Zidane Ochara, and Tarasenko is able to cash in. But I, I thought the other thing that was evident from the Boston standpoint was they were able to cash in on the power play where St. Louis was not able to cash in on the power play. And that's been the Bruins story all playoff. Their power play has been something they can rely on. And they were really deadly. They were pretty good last night, not just scoring a goal by Charlie McAvoy, but they had great opportunities too. Marcus Johansson hit a post. Uh, Pasternak had a couple of opportunities on the power play. So, the special teams of the Boston Bruins were a big key last night.
1: Sean Corrali scores the the uh, the tie breaking goal uh, in the third period. He also had an assist in that one. So I mean, he's had a really good play yeah, for the Boston uh, Bruins. Up and down, it was just you know, uh, obviously a team effort to get them to the point where they where they did. Uh, Tuka Rask also had a, a, a had himself a stupendous game. It, it was going into this one, it was going to be. What goalie was going to bend first, pretty much, uh, I, I want to say? Is it going to be Jordan Binnington, who's been on, on fire in this, in this playoffs? Or is it going to be Tuukka Rask, who's been otherworldly for the Boston Bruins in this playoff run, helped them sweep the Carolina Hurricanes? Um, and obviously, you know, game one is, it, it can really go on and dictate who's going to win this series. Mm-hmm. Um, so you watch the entirety of this game. Mm-hmm. And you just said the power play for the Blues wasn't there but it was for the Bruins. Yes. That was a big difference in this game. Uh c- containing the Blues onto the outside instead of letting them penetrate on the inside. That's also that was also key in this game. Moving forward how do you see the series going? Do you think Boston just pretty much runs away with this one or do you think the Blues will sort of Uh, snap back to reality and and, and say, all right, we got to get this going because if not, then Boston's going to run us out of this building.
2: I think St. Louis will rebound because I've I've, I've always viewed game ones as kind of a feeling out process. Mm -hmm. You want to get a feel for the other team, how they play, their kind of style. And I think Boston's physicality last night may have taken the Blues by surprise because Boston's got so much skill also, so maybe their physical play was something different? I think St. Louis just has to be better in Game Two. Mm-hmm. They, they were their discipline was terrible, and when I say discipline, I don't even just mean taking penalties. They you have to be disciplined with the puck. Too many times turnovers, turnovers. Got to get pucks deep. Unforced turnovers, and as well. Yeah, so it's mental errors that really killed the Blues as well last night. So I I, I picked Bruins in seven. Yeah, and I'm sticking with it okay. because I, I there's no there's nothing in my mind saying there's no reason the Blues can't force this Seven. series to go long,
1: yeah. long term. Um, well, I actually had something I was going to say and kind of slipped away. I'm oh, sorry. Um, no, but oh, there, here we go. But you can tell <laughs> the the just the experience when it comes to actually playing in these in this in these big games here. The difference between the Bruins and the Blues. The Bruins have the Stanley Cup final experience. Tuka Rass was there. Chara was there. Um, Bergeron, uh, Marshawn, you know those guys, those those core guys for the Bruins, yep. have played in the Stanley Cup Finals before. Not for the Blues, not really. Mm-hmm. Nobody really there. Their core, their core group of players has mm-hmm. never played in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, you're right,
2: and, and that was kind of a difference going into the series. But I, I think the way St. was played last night, they got the two nothing lead, and then it was just all Boston. Yeah, the. Bruins' four-check was fantastic. Everything they were able to do. And, I mean, without Jordan Biddington, that game could have been 7 or
1: 8-2 because of the amount of great chances the Boston Bruins had. The 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 Blues' opportunity to to steal home ice, would I, I think for me, would have been game one.
2: It would have been nice, but you know what? I, I look at that game and I say, you know what? They played well for about... 25 minutes or so, and that was it. Yeah, but at the same time, your goaltender was able to keep you in the game, which is something they ha- they need. Yeah, and their big guns showed up. Braden Shen had a goal. Tarasenko had a goal. Schwartz, I believe, had two assists. um You know, they need more out of Orion O'Reilly. I just think they need to be more disciplined. Yeah, it, it, stay out of the penalty box. Don't turn pucks over. And that will
1: help them going forward. The reason why I said that was because of the simple fact that the Bruins had all this time off. Mm-hmm. That that's why I was saying it. The Blues are still fresh coming off of that victory mm-hmm. uh, uh, against the San Jose Sharks. In in a sense, so they didn't have that that many days off necessarily. So their ju- their 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 juices were still sort of flowing throughout their body in, in, in that term. Well, in that case, so that that's why I thought that going into the series, game one would have been the perfect opportunity for the Blues to go in there and steal the home ice advantage away from the Boston Bruins, but clearly not. Like you said, 20 to 25 minutes was was everything that the Blues pretty much gave in this game. Biddington helped them uh, by by playing an outstanding uh, piece of goaltending uh, for the Blues, but the Bruins were just way too much for them going forward. Um so they they take game one, four to two. Uh, when's game two? Thursday tomorrow What's tomorrow? Wednesday. Ah, Wednesday. Oh, okay, yeah, I got my days mm-hmm. confused. Uh, so game two will be tomorrow, Wednesday night, 8 p.m. start on NBC for those who who, who are obviously interested in in, uh, in hockey. Uh, but yeah, man, I mean it's it's unbelievable what what Boston has been able to do in this playoff run. It really is. Yeah the the goalie the goalie play that they're getting from Tuukka Rask is just unbelievable. It is the best hockey I think I've ever seen Tuukka play. And 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 I was reading something up um, that they purposely gave him all this time off during the regular season. I think he played in like forty five games because uh, he split time yeah. with Halak. Yes. Um, they did that purposely so he can be because because they've so seen he be fresh. so he can be fresh in the playoffs because of the fact that they i guess they did some you know well the analytical part of 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 hockey or whatever they saw that the more games he played the more tired he was at the end of the season which is which is obvious which is a given right mm-hmm. but i mean the fact that they cut it down to 45 games for him to play that's pretty much half or maybe a little less than half of the season yeah and and just i mean just look at the difference it's unbelievable. That's why the
2: most beloved guy in the locker room and maybe by certain fan bases is the backup goalie. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. if you have a backup goalie who's willing, who, who has the ability to play 50, or not even 50, play about 40 games or mm-hmm. so, and you have a great opportunity to win, and you can keep your starter fresh. That is the best thing for an organization.
1: Just look at how loved Cam Talbot was when the Rangers went Marty on Marty too. Marty Beron, yeah. yeah. And, uh, I mean, you could even say, give the case for Antti Ranta. Antti Ranta yeah, played sure. a pretty good backup for the Rangers as well. I mean, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I mean,
2: it was one of the big keys, you know, not to jump off yeah. the Boston bandwagon, but one of the big keys for the Islanders was they had the ability to play either Grice or Leonard and know they had a really good opportunity to win this year.
1: It's. It really is uh, just unbelievable what they've been able to do with uh, with Tuka Rask. Keeping him healthy, keeping him, keeping him fresh, to say the least. Um, and all, and it's also credit to the guys in front of him. Oh, yeah. You got to give them credit as well. And, and the coaching. Yeah, Bruce Cassidy's done a really nice job. Um, I, I, I picked the Blues in seven. Mm-hmm.
2: Is that because of your hatred for Boston?
1: Yeah, it has it has okay. it has That's some to enough. do with
2: it. That's fair enough.
1: But hey, listen, I, you got to give credit where credit is due, and Boston deserves all the credit in the world for um, being that complete team, that complete of a team at the end of the.
0: Oh, the they end are, of the
2: year. and they're fantastic, and they're fun to watch. You know, and it's especially fun when. The lesser-known guys are scoring. Sean Corrali had a great game. Uh, Connor Clifton had a goal and an assist as well. You know, talk about unsung heroes for the Boston Bruins. There's two right there. So, they're getting scoring from guys playing on the fourth line in
1: their bottom D pair. Well, well, going into this playoff, all we spoke about when it came to the Boston Bruins was how deep their lineup is and mm -hmm. how – how incredible that first line really is. Yes. And it's coming to fruition now. And all the top four, line all wasn't four, great last night. All four lines have yeah. been, throughout this entire playoff run, have been key contributors to to, to helping Boston get to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. and uh,
2: Now they're three wins away from hoisting. They it.
1: are three wins away from being the third team in that region to hoist a trophy um, in a calendar year, I guess you can say. Mm-hmm uh for all sports, Patriots did it, obviously the Red Sox did it. Uh and the Boston Bruins as we said are 3 wins away. Uh but yeah. That's what happens. That's sports, man. <laughs> that that really is sports. It doesn't matter how much time you get off. It really doesn't. No. Well, how how long were they? Oh, 5 ten day, days, 10 days? Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. Whatever, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired of talking about Boston now. <laughs> I'm sitting here just
2: waiting. No, 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 no he I'm he not excited. waiting. I've,
1: I've, I've, I've given. Up, I'm not going to. I'm not. I'm not dealing with it. No, you got to give him credit. It, no, no, you do. You, do. you really do. They've played really well. Yeah. That hit though by Tory Krug yesterday. Oh. Oh, let's talk about that real quick because okay. I mean that was a vicious hit. Not even vicious in the sense of dirty because mm. it wasn't a dirty hit. No, it was. Clean. He didn't leave his feet or and anything. The puck was right the puck, there. Exactly.
2: What a hit. And what was funny is uh, if you see the replay, he's battling in front of his own net with yeah, David he gets Perron. The, it gets the helmet taken, helmet off. helmet lit off, and then he just skim- steamrolls. Steamrolls Robert <laughs> Thomas. Oh man! I, I, and for th- the people who claim it was a charge, no, no, the sorry. puck was right there. The puck is there. The puck is right there. Puck is there, and he never left his feet. No,
1: he leaves his feet as like the hit the was impact. given, but the, due to the impact of it. But the hit itself was vicious.
2: Oh, it was fantastic. And Tori Krug's not one of those guys no, you expected from. You,
1: but you saw it from like a mile away how fast he was skating. He was – there was nobody – whoever was in his way was getting obliterated. Oh, yeah. Robert Thomas just so happened to be the dude standing in front of him. Got absolutely obliterated. But that's the type of game. That's the type of game that Bruins can, can, can bring you. Mm-hmm. Because not only can they beat you with their hockey knowledge – right mm-hmm. they're 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 stick to stick passing they're four checking are power play but they could beat you with the physicality man oh they can
2: they, they're they're a very complete team they really are they, they really are it's yeah. scary they can play any style you want it it really is scary and there's very few teams who could play like that any way you want it that's the way you get it what a journey it's been <sighs>
1: Anyway, you want <laughs> <laughs> Let's go to break <laughs> I'm tired of this crap <laughs> We'll be back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network We're going to talk NBA Eastern Conference Finals ended on Saturday And we have the Toronto Raptors As a representative of the Eastern Conference Going into the NBA Finals We'll touch on that Here on Chuck Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network We'll be back
0: it, it, It's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network Radio. You're listening to Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network.
1: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Here to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this is Chalk Talk. A uh, little bit of news out of hockey. Shouldn't should have mentioned this before, but the Oilers got themselves a new head coach, Mr. Dave Tippett. All right, good for you, Edmonton. Uh, not in your eyes, not the coach they needed. Yeah. Huh?
2: No, I would rather with a young team. I'd rather have a younger kind of coach like yourself and not even me just <laughs> i think it's someone who i mean they had todd mcclellan there for such a long time and yeah. he's an old school kind of guy yeah, too so i think vo- the voice of reason would have been a younger guy but I, I i think the issue doesn't stem in coaching i think the issue with edmonton comes on their ro- roster in their front office See if Kenny Holland, who made the Red Wings into a perennial contender, could do the same thing in Edmonton. They're going to be a little hamstrung because of their cap situation. But Well, they keep giving out these
1: oh, of, uh, Peter Shirelli. contracts. Oh, my <laughs> God.
2: Peter uh, Shirelli, former GM of the Boston Bruins. Uh, man, look what he's doing. <laughs> now he's unemployed. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh, but let's move on. Let's look at the NBA. Uh, Saturday night, you know, I'm out and about. Uh, in the town in uh, Washington D.C. Oh,
2: did you see John Wall and Bradley Beal?
1: Uh, yeah, I did. Did you? No, okay. I didn't. Cool. No, cool. I didn't. Uh, but I actually did uh drive by the Capital One Arena. Yeah. Uh, it's it's I thought it was different. It's just it looks like a regular building? ass building from the outside. It just it looks just like a regular building. I've always wanted to go there. So. It, it, it literally there's no... All right, listen, because we're so used to, like, the garden and whatnot, mm-hmm. like, on, on the outside. It, you know, it's it's literally round, and, you know, there's stuff around. It, the Capitol one is just a regular building on the outside. Looks like a regular just structure. Mm-hmm. Nothing to it. Poor architecture majors. I mean, it, it's it's pretty cool because it's, like, you know, like, it, it's a block, right? Mm-hmm. So it's just it, regular street corners and all that. It, it, I guess you could say it's pretty cool in that sense. But yeah, I've no, always I, wanted to check out a Caps
2: game there. So
1: yeah, they still have the caps uh, banners and stuff like that from like the playoffs. Well, they should from this year because you can't celebrate the Wizards. Yeah, well, yeah, <laughs> that's very true. Or the or the uh, Mystics, <laughs> yeah. Washington Mystics of the WNBA. And if the Nats ever played indoor baseball, you can't support them. The Nats were actually playing last night as I was leaving. Oh, that's right. They played yeah, the, they Marlins, play the Marlins, and, Marlins. They lost. And too. Lost. Yeah.
2: Look at the Marlins seven and three in their last ten. Yeah.
1: World Series, just give it to them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> four, right?
1: But uh, buyers at the deadline. <laughs> Derek
0: Jeter. Yeah, Derek Jeter wins. Uh, <laughs>
1: some sort of uh, executive. Executive. Of yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> but um, yeah. Let's get back to it. Saturday night. I'm out about town. You know, I'm going back to the hotel. They have like a little sort of. Plasma screen or whatever it is, they have a, like a home theater system. I pop my head in. The Bucks are up double digits. I'm like, ah, oh, this one's over. All right. Leave the hotel. Come back like an hour later. I'm like, holy shit. The Raptors really came back? I'm like, there's no way. That's insane. That's it that is incredible. The Raptors are really gonna go to the NBA finals mm-hmm. for the first time in their history. This is unbelievable what Masai Ujiri was able to do and trade for Kawhi Leonard Highway Robert Highway I mean gee And I love DeMar DeRozan I love I, I like De, I like DeMar DeRozan but I mean what a gamble it was by Ujiri to go out there and trade for a guy that potentially could leave you and a guy after who hadn't just played Yeah and a guy who hadn't played in months at that point Yeah in months Basically, what could be a rental. And, and, and he helps you get to the NBA Finals for the first time in, 20, for, for the first time in your 25-year history. It is unbelievable. It is. What this team is able to do. Just look at the job that Nick Nurse, the head coach of the Raptors, was able to do with them. Just look at the, uh, Fred Van Vliet. Oh, he turned out. Norman Powell. Pascal Siakam. Don't forget the trade deadline move to get Marcus Soule. Kyle Lowry. Lowry's resurg- resurgence here in the playoffs. It is unbelievable. And From w- top to bottom. Serge Ibaka. Yeah. Can't forget about Serge. Surge. Surge the Concierge. Yeah,
2: he's got his urge to play well. <laughs> who who would have thought Surge with the urge was going to get to a finals before both Russell Westbrook and James Harden? It's unbelievable, man. It really is unbelievable. The Raptors win that one 100-94. Actually, we, we didn't credit the most important Raptor, though.
1: Ah, Aubrey Graham.
0: <laughs>
1: or as in the hip-hop circles is known as Drizzy Drake the ambassador of the <laughs> toronto <laughs> raptors he got into their head dude he got into the bucks head oh dude oh he got into dude them. he started
2: from the bottom now he's
1: there yeah oh oh it's unbelievable he no all jokes aside he got into their oh, head oh he did all his ants did you see the pettiness that is drake what he did after the game 5 victory the Mia river no uh-huh. he changed his 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 Instagram icon, like his logo, his uh, profile picture. Right? I'm not on Instagram. No, but I'm but sure he changed it to the picture of the daughter of the Bucks owner. All right, that's wrong on because, so many because levels. no, uh, she apparently she was talking some smack too. Oh, I, I don't yeah. care if she was oh, talking, no, some no I know, but but that's what he did. The pettiness that is Drake, you, you won the petty one. No, this was after game five, though. This was after game five. Before before the before game, games, game. Uh, you're
2: up in the series.
1: Yeah, I mean, just the ultra pettiness that is Drake. But whatever. But
2: who thought Kawhi Leonard would be the greatest addition in Toronto this summer?
1: Oh yeah, I see what you did to John Tavares. Thank you. Very good job. <laughs> no, but let's just get let's just look at the game itself, right? Mm-hmm. The Bucks are up. They're up at the end of the half. They're up by five points, I believe it was. They come out in the third quarter. They storm out to the lead. And you're thinking, in the back of your mind, this is the Bucks team that we expected to play in this series. Mm-hmm. This is the Mike Budenholzer-led team. This is Giannis Atenecumbo's opportunity to establish himself as an even bigger star in this game, in mm-hmm. this series, in basketball. But then the Toronto Raptors kept creeping, kept creeping, kept creeping, and actually were able to pull this out. Kawhi Leonard, 27 points, but more impressively, 17 rebounds. And think about his defense on Giannis. Yeah. Giannis was only held to 21 points. Yeah, he had 11 rebounds, four assists, but only 21 points was Giannis allowed to score in this game. Right? And then everybody focuses on the fact that Kawhi had 27, right? Mm hmm. But the, the people, some of the people that I named before as well Pascal Siakam, 18 points, four rebounds. Kyle Lowry, 17, but very important, 17 points in that game. Mm hmm. Five rebounds. Eight dimes. Eight dimes by Kyle Lowry. You see, this is the type of game that we needed to see from Kyle Lowry the entirety of the playoffs. Right. This is what we've been asking for. Since the since the first game of the playoffs where he got zilch. Yeah. This is the type of play that we needed to see from Kyle Lowry. I mean, they're getting it at the perfect time. They really, they really they are. They really are. It's incredible the difference that he has made since what, game – since game six of the of the Sixer series, maybe game six, game yeah, seven, yeah. and in this entire run of the playoffs, how
2: about the turnaround for Marcus Ald? Marcus Ald as well. I mean, he didn't shoot the points
1: ball. Points wise, up. no, he didn't. He didn't necessarily have all all that much in terms of points. He had six points, three rebounds, two assists, but he was he was essential. Twenty six minutes in his twenty six minutes of play, but his body on the inside and on the interior is is what's key there. But you had guys, Norman Powell in 17 minutes had 9 points, 4 rebounds. Serge Ibaka, 9 points, 3 rebounds in 25 minutes. The guy here, the most important guy off the bench in this game, Fred VanVleet. Yeah. 14 points. Shocker. Yeah. And not even just in, in, in the terms that other people are thinking, Wichita State shocker. Yeah. It's not a shocker that he, that he went out there and produced like that. It's just he's a, he's a shocker. Yeah. It, the way he's played. The credit here goes to Nick Nurse, though. Oh, of course I, does. I, I can't stress that enough. I really can't. Yeah. What Dwayne Casey was able to do with that team beforehand, Nick, Ner- Nick Nurse was able to just elevate the level of play a little bit.
2: He was able to nurse them back to health.
1: Damn. With that, we go to the call. It's our resident, huh? Oh, yeah. Ah, Mr. Jeff from Tampa.
3: How's that? So how- what kind of? What kind of odds are you guys giving Toronto to either compete or take the series against the, the Warriors?
2: I think they'll compete. I don't I think, think they'll I, compete. I don't think they'll win. I think it. it'll be a six-game
1: series.
3: I mean, you gotta you gotta think that Toronto's probably deeper, right?
1: Oh yeah, they're they're deep. <sighs> not deeper than than the Warriors.
3: I I mean, I think they're deeper than the Warriors at almost every position. I mean, but, listen, beyond the starting five for the Warriors, which is otherworldly, yes. Who do they have coming off their bench besides, like, I don't, maybe Livingston, maybe Iguodala,
1: Kavan Looney, Jordan Bell, Jordan Bell, uh, McKinnon, McKinney. not
3: very good. Come on, uh, how, how they, good they, were they, they against they, Portland?
1: Yeah, there you go. That that that. No, listen,
3: I understand that, but when you know when you're looking at the big guys for for Toronto, you're talking Gasol and then to Serge Ibaka. That's not a, a drop off from like what. Golden State has for Well,
1: the, th- the thing here is, you, you, and, and I get what you're saying, but you don't always, obviously, they're, they're coming off the bench, but you never really know what you're going to get from a Serge Ibaka, right? Because there could be a game where he'll give you 25 solid minutes of 13 points, grab you five rebounds, and, you know, him be a key uh, contributor to the game or he'll get you two, three points in a game in 20 minutes and not be anything at all. Same you could say with Norman Powell and Fred Van Vliet. You You could say the same thing about the Warriors bench Mm -hmm. because up until the playoffs, nobody really talked about Kevon Looney. Nobody really talked about Jordan Bell. Do
3: you think it's a difference maker that O.G. and Anobi
1: could play? Do I think it's a difference? I
3: mean, as far as their bench goes, I mean – Listen, having a backup for Kawhi Leonard so you don't burn the guy out, probably pretty important. Yeah. I, I guess
2: how many changing. minutes is Kawhi gonna get though? If you think about it. If he's on the All bench. Of them. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know how much the OG's really gonna play.
0: And-, and do you
3: think part of beating do you think part of Toronto's success of beating Milwaukee was that horrible chug by Aaron Rodgers? What a like, shameful effort that was that
1: week. really was very shameful. The fact that Christian Yelich was able to out chug you was kind of bad. And Chris- I mean,
3: honestly, I think I think Aaron Rodgers couldn't do it because it wasn't Zima.
1: And and he and he said if it was uh what'd he say? If it was whiskey, he'd be able he'd be able what to wine
3: coolers?
1: Yeah, get the hell out the of, of it. those white Chuck tomorrow, some damn tomorrow beers. Tomorrow? You're in Milwaukee, chuck some beers. Chuck some beers, man. And eat some bratwists. <laughs> yeah. I mean, geez. That was yeah, that was a very terrible. You're song. not going
3: to tell me someone so soft that can't chug a beer is going to take down a cup of whiskey. Get out of here. <laughs> I, I, I
1: don't that, know. That, I felt, when I saw that video, I actually felt embarrassed for Aaron Rodgers.
3: You got secondhand embarrassment, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. 100%. What's,
3: what's more embarrassing to you? Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers chug of the beer or being a rapper named Aubrey? <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: Right now, it would probably be Aaron Rodgers. Right now, it would be Aaron Rodgers because
3: I mean, Aubrey Graham has to be the softest name for a round. Oh, it is! It is one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Like I, Calvin Brodus, dude, that's a dude I don't want to meet in the streets. your name, yo, is oh yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That that's a that's a gangster name right there. That really is a gangster name. Curtis Jackson. That that that's right. a name that resonates with you, right?
3: Aubrey Graham, I think that might be the, that plus size model Ashley Graham's chunkier sister.
1: Oh, that's not nice. That's not nice. But Drake is a very soft. Aubrey Graham is a very soft name. Very very soft name.
3: But I, I mean, it, I don't know. I think the Raptors can compete though.
1: Oh, do. I do. Th- I think so as well. I, I I really really do think that they will give the Warriors some fits. Absolutely. Um, but I mean, you
3: only get in a Kevin Durant that could be fifty percent, right?
1: And he's and he's, not playing and he's already out game one. It, uh, he is traveling, though, with the team yeah, in Toronto. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you got to be with the team at this point. You
3: Who's know? got home court? Golden State must have home court. No, no Toronto. Toronto.
1: Toronto had the second best oh, record. Oh,
3: wow.
2: You know what really pisses me off, though? What? The game's in Toronto, yet
1: the start time is still 9 o'clock. Yeah, it's, it's, it's so annoying what the NBA does, man. It used to piss me off when I was younger because I could never stay up to see the games. Yeah. So annoying. Um, I'm with you,
3: but, but didn't Adam Silver just cite studies and stuff? So they're going to change that schedule going forward. They
1: kind of have to. I mean, I understand why they do, why they're doing it in terms of if you have a West Coast team, the the nine o'clock sorry, You're sort of giving everybody else a chance to really eight o'clock, or I mean, that's five o'clock in in on West Coast time. People are still, you know, getting out of work at that point. I I, I understand that, but if it like let's say if it was just a midwest team or 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 a west and an East Coast team don't start it at nine o'clock. You're only going to be pissing off the East Coast people because they they want to get to sleep, and these games go long too
3: i yeah. mean no, no matter what time they change it to someone's going to have a gripe, right
1: oh yeah, for sure
2: so let's just play it Saturday afternoon. Every, every Saturday. Every
3: and Saturday. What, the finals two months long? <laughs>
1: Saturdays, Friday, Saturday, Listen, Sunday. With the days off anyway, feels like that.
3: Every Saturday at the Rucker, we'll meet there <laughs> and we'll
1: run. <rock. laughs> we'll just play five minute games. You know, whoever takes those games wins this year. First shot wins. Honestly, isn't that
3: what the whole game is, anyways?
1: <laughs> in what sense? Uh,
3: I mean, generally, every game in the playoffs has been. Uh, within five points, six 7 points, and every team has thirty-five timeouts, and yeah. we're playing the final five in about two hours.
1: Yeah, with all the reviews and 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 all that crap. Yeah, I agree with that. It gets annoying. Uh, it really does reviewing yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah, it really does. Uh, how do you the feel?
3: I, the, the, the last two minutes of a basketball game is like when you're going out to dinner with your girl, and she goes, oh, "I'll be ready in five minutes." You know what I picture? What? Both teams have their timeouts, and it's the last two minutes of a basketball game. That's when your girl will be ready.
1: <laughs> your girl might get ready beforehand, <laughs> before the game's even over. Uh, honey,
3: I mean, honey, there's two minutes left.
1: Just wait. Turns out to be like an hour. <laughs> right, but
3: that's right. That's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. how embarrassing is that to the league? There's timeouts every time. There's ridiculous reviews. The reviews take. Yo, know, they. They. How long did they review that one with? Uh, uh, Siakam hit uh, clang oh, uh, off the
1: rip. Yeah, that yeah that was that yeah that was Why probably that about like
3: longer than thirty seconds.
1: That took like two maybe three minutes at the most. I want to say maybe, but that's way too much time for that. You could obviously tell it hits off the rim. Mm-hmm. Not that serious. And then we don't. know I mean,
3: was a five minute review for something we saw within six seconds of it
1: actually happening. Yeah. Uh, real quick, before we let you go, how do you feel about your uh, Boston Bruins taking Game One?
3: I, I got to tell you, I was very unhappy with their effort in the first period. Uh, it was they—they they looked so disorganized in that first period. I was but you extremely can, disappointed. But you could attribute
1: that to the days
3: off, though. And I certainly wasn't feeling good about it after the the turnover in the first minute of the second period. There was a gifted goal to them as well. Like mm-hmm. that was atrocious. I just thought, no way is this going to happen tonight. And then, and then you know do the blues how undisciplined do you have to be
2: we, we said it in the first block i said you know that that's something they have to change if they want this series to go longer they have to be disciplined
3: and truthfully i'm surprised the penalty situation wasn't worse how did edmondson not get another two after bacchus was checking to see if he had teeth left and he punched him in the back of the head
2: that that I can't answer. The officiating all playoff vlog has been an, an atrocity.
3: No, but I'm just saying. Like, and listen, I defended Brad Marchand on that. I'm not. I don't necessarily have a problem with like, you know, the the, the jabs happen, right? Yeah. But not when a dude's checking to see if he has a lower jaw left.
2: Mm-hmm. I I didn't even like the fact that he went so high. I mean, he cross-checks the dude in the mouth. Come on.
3: And then comes. That it wasn't a penalty.
2: <laughs> Dude, that's you, just the nature. You have of it. to know you're in the Stanley Cup Finals. You can't do stupid things like that. It just can't happen. But
3: honestly, honestly, past the first period, and I realized the first minute was horrible in the second period. But the Bruins owned them going forward. So how many? How many shots did the Blues get in the second period? Three.
2: Yeah, I think it was three or four.
3: I mean, that's. They they dominated them going forward. Once they kinda woke up and shook off the rust, they they really did dominate them in that
1: game. Yeah, that's why I was saying the, the, the days off I think are, you know, obviously contributors into how they played in that first period, but moving forward they were just lights out.
2: I'd
3: be I'd be worried about Chara going forward.
1: He no, he says he's good to go.
2: He says he's fine. He said that last night. You know post-game. that from a puck, huh? That, Dude, honestly, that came from I've, a puck, I've, right? I've seen
3: a lot of crazy stuff happen. I've never seen someone take a puck in the forearm and bleed like that. That's what I'm
1: saying. All that from a puck. I'm like, oh, holy smokes, jeez. But uh,
2: Jeff, thanks uh, for the phone uh, call, man. Did you
3: guys man. like the Bruins' performance?
2: I liked it after the first period. I thought they dominated after the first period. The stats, spe- the, st-
1: the stat speaks for themselves at this point. Yeah. Right.
2: I
3: mean, yeah, and we need more positive Bruins tweets out of you, pun Master. We don't l- need to hear that the St. Louis Blues scored
2: anything. L- listen, I tweet as I watch the game. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. That, that first response was, you know, fantastic. I thank you
1: for that one, man. <laughs> Thanks for the phone call, Jeff. Hope you had a good weekend, man. Enjoy this.
3: Getting better. I can't wait for tomorrow night for more domination.
1: Ah, we'll see what more happens. More
3: Robert Kraft waving the towel. Uh, no, husband. I
1: can't see that. I can't see more that.
3: More Tori Krug launching himself into Robert Thomas. That was
1: a hell of a freaking hit. That was hit. Fun, That yeah. was vicious. Vi- I love it. Vicious in a good way. Loved it. Loved but
3: it. The, but here's the thing, though. There's been a lot of hits like that that have been questionable. That was super clean, that hit. Oh,
0: absolutely. absolutely.
1: Absolutely. He didn't leave his feet. Puck was in the area. Nothing to complain about the hit. The guy shoulder was, on shoulder. Yeah, the guy was going like 90 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. It was just awesome. Think
3: about how hard it is to hit someone shoulder on shoulder when you look like Tory Kruk. Yeah, no,
1: yeah. It, it was literally, he was. it was like he was going 90 miles an hour. He was going to obliterate anybody that got in his path. That's how fast he was And again, going.
3: you know, part of that play, you can really talk about how undisciplined St. Louis it is, right? Because, I mean, it's a miracle that Perron didn't get called for uh, a hold, a tackle, a slash, an interference all on the same play.
1: Yeah, they let that one go. But officiating has
2: been I
3: a mean, consistent all-playoff long.
0: But,
1: yeah,
2: thanks but for the
3: Bruins the- need to clean up their power play. That's what they need to do.
2: Listen, the power play had some opportunities. They just didn't cash in multiple times. I mean, the McAvoy well, goal. Two
3: out of the four power plays were just atrocious. Like atrocious. <laughs> yeah, you Couldn't get in the zone. Couldn't keep it in the zone. Bad. Yeah. Well. But I love it, man. I hope you guys are rooting for Boston.
1: Yeah, no. Goodbye. <laughs> have oh, a good one.
3: you're the worst.
1: <laughs> Later, Jeff. Have a good one. Don't worry, <laughs> Jeff. I <laughs> picked <laughs> the Bruins. <laughs> that was Jeff from Tampa. His Boston Bruins have a one nothing lead in the Stanley Cup Finals. <laughs> um, uh, but, yeah, I'm not rooting for them. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> I'd, yeah, no. I'd rather starve. I'd rather starve. I they root for a team from Boston. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can accept the fact that if a team is better than you know than than the opposed than the opponent, sure. I'm not going to sit here and root for them. Hell no. <laughs> like I said, I'd rather starve. Rather starve. <laughs> We're going to go to break. When we come back, the start of the three o'clock hour here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Talk a little bit more about the NBA. Get into some baseball. We had a lot of baseball this weekend. The Yankees had a doubleheader on Saturday. The Mets, um, a knack for the dramatic to say the least, on this homestand. Well, on this uh, last homestand home stand that just ended. We'll touch on that. Here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network, this is Chalk Talk.
0: You're, you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to T- T- Chalk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Woo-hoo!
1: Hello, welcome back. <laughs> Hi, I'm Renee Canales. Joined <laughs> in the studio by our producer, Big Mike Rifkin This is Chalk Talk here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. <laughs> At least I got a laugh out of you. You did. You did. That was good. Thank that, you. I appreciate it. <laughs> uh, let's start off this three o'clock hour um, with me. Men- I actually had. I don't want to say I forgot about it but it kind of just escaped, about escaped it. my 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 thoughts a little bit. Um mm-hmm. uh, but uh Bill Buckner uh passed away yesterday at the age of 69 after battling dementia. Um you know and you know he we were just hearing the stats here on the TV V two uh more than 2700 hits. Um but batting titles. Batting titles uh but you know, a lot of people only remember him for one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And it's that Play in the World series. But they, he was more than that. Yes. He definitely was. Um, so uh, our condolences to his family, of course. Uh, you know, dementia is a hell of a... F- it's, yeah. It's rough, dude. That's wrong. I, he was 69. Yeah. That's, that's young. Yeah. That's young, man. My dad's 64. My dad's going to be 64. That's five years older than him. It's unbelievable. It really is. Uh, it, it really is sad to see that, uh, you know, a, a lot of these guys is, are now sort of, you know, moving on to the next uh, chapter of their yes. their being or whatever, but not to make it too morbid, I guess. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, unfortunately, Bill Buckner passes away yesterday, age of 69, due to dementia. Um, and, uh, yeah, I just wanted to – Give that a little bit of a attention there because, obviously, he is one of the uh, most remembered Red Sox of all time, I guess you can say. Uh, um,
2: there was a story on, I think it was ESPN last night, that for 22 years or whatever it was, long, yeah. he was heckled by people in Boston. Yep. That he had to move his yes, family yes. to Idaho. Yeah. And
1: then I believe it was 2000. He only just got back with the Red Sox.
2: In 2008, he threw a first pitch. And he got a four-minute standing ovation. He
1: only just got back. It's only a a shorter period of time.
2: Yeah. It's
1: really For the career that Bill Buckner had.
2: I mean, you look at the numbers, 2,700 2700
1: hits. I mean, wow. Right? Yeah. But but yet people only talk about the error. Yeah. And, you know, I didn't want to give it. I didn't want to give the error that that attention because that's not what's the point here, right? Yes. You know, obviously the error is an infamous play in baseball. It's one of the most, um, you know, widely recognized plays of all time when it comes to to baseball. Helped mm-hmm. no, the Mets get the World Series for yeah. crying out loud! Right? their last World Series is it? No, that that was six. No, that no, was eighty six. Eighty six, yeah. You know, so. That's how. That's why people remember it. But no, Bill Buckner should not be remembered for that. Bill Buckner should be remembered for the twenty seven hundred hits. Yeah. So and, and, and you know, I mean, the batting title for, and... for, for
2: Mets fans everywhere who want a harp. They had a guy in their own right was kind of similar, Carlos Beltran. He didn't have the error, but the strike three in Game Six of the O six LCS.
1: Yeah, but that one's not as.
2: No, 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 no. But you know what? It's just. Yeah. No, very I got what similar. You're but you don't remember. You don't want to remember him for that. Mm-hmm. You want to remember him for all the good moments he yes. had as a man.
1: Absolutely. So just wanted to give that a little bit of a uh, uh, attention coming in here uh, to the three o'clock hour. But uh, let's move on real quick. Let's go back to basketball. Let's end, and, and we'll end that and we'll end the basketball topic there and uh-huh. then move on to baseball again. Um, so obviously the Toronto Raptors are in the NBA finals. But my question, because I thought about it in the car on my way here. Um, on the Bucks spectrum of things, who gets the blame here? Does is it does does Giannis deserve most of the blame for for not being able to get this team to the NBA Finals, uh, or should the blame primarily go to the coaches, Mike Um, or is it just a team thing?
2: It's a team thing. You, one guy's not going to win you a
1: championship. But one guy, that one guy is a superstar. Oh, yeah. And okay. that guy is think about the most how important player he, on, on your franchise.
2: But think about how young he still is.
1: He is. I understand and, and, that.
2: And if you look back at game let, let's game one, for instance, mm-hmm. how great was Brooke Lopez in game one? Yes. And then all of a sudden, Brooke Lopez was gone and never heard from him really
1: again. Eric Bledsoe didn't really show Bledsoe up. Bledsoe didn't Chris show Middleton. up. Chris Middleton. Chris
2: Middleton had his moments. Yeah. You know? So- I think with Milwaukee, and Mike Boonholzer is going to win coach of the year more than likely. As he should. As he should. So I, I like to say, if I'm a Milwaukee Bucks fan, you know, individual, it's a learning experience.
1: This team is going to be good for good for, for a while. Yeah. If they can keep it all together.
2: Which nothing says they can
1: Yeah. This team is going to be good.
2: Yeah. So even if, you know, you've got the guy. Mm-hmm. You surround the guy with pieces. You're gonna be there, in, in, in particular because the Eastern Conference is not what it once was. No, but I actually think the Eastern Conference is a, is better right now.
1: Oh, it's better in the sense that there's no one team dominating. Exactly. I think that's what makes it better because we got we got so used to the to the Miami Heat with LeBron James. We got so used to it with with the Cavs with LeBron James. We were so used to being to having that one dominant entity in the Eastern Conference that now that we don't have that one dominant entity, we have the likes of the Toronto Raptors in the NBA Finals. Sure. We have the, the 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 Milwaukee Bucks a 60 win team. We had the Boston Celtics being up there, the 76 This is better to see. I think the Eastern Conference is better now than it has been in a long time.
2: Well, I'm saying he's going forward because free agency is going to be such a... It's going to dictate a it's lot. It's going to dictate a lot.
1: Especially in the Eastern Conference.
2: Right. What is Philly going to do with their money? Are and the Knicks going to be they, able
1: to get somebody? Um. What is
2: Boston going to do with Kyrie? Mm-hmm. Are they going to get back in the Anthony Davis sweepstakes? Does Kawhi stay in Toronto? If some of these things break the Bucs' way... They'll
1: be there they'll for They'll be there yeah. for a,
2: a while. If it doesn't... Maybe you have to question that decision making, but at the end of the day, it's a learning experience for not just Giannis, but for the rest
1: of that team. I do think I, I do think that he can get some of the blame, though. Oh, sure, he definitely can get some of the blame because of the fact that, um, and just looking at the press conference, did you see the press conference after the game? I, I read he got up how, and how walked he stormed away. off. You know, that in that moment you I understand that's a that's a gut wrenching loss because you're up double digits, you're you're on the verge of forcing a game seven, right? To mm-hmm. get to the NBA finals, and you collapse and lose. I understand it's a gut wrenching loss. But in a moment like that, you have to be able to face the criticism. You just have to. You have to be able to withstand. That's that that's the nature of being a superstar player in a league like the NBA is.
2: And, and listen, it's a sign of Immaturity, but you've also got to remember How young he is No, that's why
1: I'm saying, like, I understand Uh, It's a gut-wrenching loss, but you can't go down that route And in Milwaukee,
2: where, let's face it The Every NBA fan knows who Giannis is Mm -hmm. But he may not get the national attention Because he plays in Milwaukee He gets it from, you know, ESPN and stuff
1: But if you're going to just Worldwide Right But, I mean, we sit here Right, as people who talk sports, we sit here when we criticize people when they do stuff like that. We oh, criticize sure. Russell Westbrook all the time for the way he is oh, yeah. with the media, right? But Westbrook's been doing. It. No, for, I understand. For, for,
2: for, for, for me, with Giannis, this is the first time. No, it is the first time, yeah. but it, it's something it's that should not be acceptable. nipped in the butt right away. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Mike Budenholzer said we, something.
1: I, I I agree with that, but I just think it's something that shouldn't it have shouldn't to happen. happen. It shouldn't go down that road. No, I agree with you. So, the, the, I think...
2: We that, we harp on it with Westbrook. We harp on it with Durant. We'll harp on it with LeBron.
1: Marshawn Lynch did it all the time. We harped on that. I mean, we harp on everybody for doing that, right? Yeah. But, you know, that's just one thing. But, in terms of the game, I think that I understand they shut him down, but... He's got to find a way. He's got to find a way, exactly. He's got to find a way to get open. He's got to find a way to get his points. He's got to find a way to get... To, and, to, be, to be essential in this game.
2: And he's got to find... New- He's got to find a jump shot. That's the key for him. If he can find a jump shot where he's not just focused on scoring in the paint, he's going to be dominant. Yeah, and he's already pretty close to but dominant.
1: I, I agree. The team, the team around him, also deserves the blame. The blame as well. These guys didn't show up when the moments mattered.
2: Well. I- and the other thing is, let's just credit the Raptors for the adjustments they made.
1: Oh, I have, oh, listen. Put, this put, is why I said Nick Nurse is not get, is not getting enough credit here. Oh, yeah. Nick Nurse deserves all the credit that's getting to him. Obviously, the team the team that they put together that Masai Ujiri was able to put together here for the Toronto Raptors is. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is. Um, Deserves the credit, I guess, to say yeah. the least, for for what they've been able to do, right? Yeah, what
2: they've been able to accomplish.
1: So, they they get they deserve all that credit. Mm-hmm. They they deserve all the accolades, and for them to be the first Toronto team to get to the NBA Finals is just yeah because of the the history that they've gone through. Vince Carter, Tracy McGrady, you know, you know th- those guys, and then going through that lull in their in their organization's time where it was bad basketball for Toronto. And to be able to pick it back up, Dwayne Casey was able to take over, you know, and being able to go through that time period where you had Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, and you Jonas Valentino. and Jonas Valanciunas, Chris Bosh was there for a little while for a while before he went to Miami. You know, they're responsible for getting them to that point. But I, I think the the Milwaukee thing deserves a little bit of limelight as well because let's just face it, they were up to nothing. They choked. Yeah, they choked this series out. They couldn't extinct the dinosaur. No. Nah, no. Nah. They couldn't They couldn't buck their way past this one. Yeah. The buck stops here. Ah. Sh- <laughs> nice. Nice, nice, nice. I don't know where to go from there. <laughs> that one was good. <laughs> the buck stops there. Uh, but, yeah, game one will actually be Thursday. Thursday night. Thursday night, like you said, 9 p.m. In Toronto. Um... They host the the game one because of the fact that they had a better record than the Golden State Warriors did, which is stunning.
2: Yeah, right. it didn't matter what Golden State's record was because yeah, once I mean, they once they got to the playoffs, you, kn- you you knew.
1: So we'll give our predictions later on about that um, because that's Thursday. That yeah, not just because it's Thursday, but because of the fact that you know it's gonna be. A, It's going to be a hell of a series to look at. Oh, yeah. Moving forward.
2: Some interesting Warriors news, too. Did you hear what Steve Kerr said, I believe, yesterday?
1: Mm No. Speak it up.
2: When ruling out Kevin Durant, he said DeMarcus Cousins is questionable.
1: Ah, yes. I did see that. Yes.
2: So, who knows if they can get a little bit of boogie back in their step. I mean, the way they're playing, and he'll give them some size on the interior.
1: Let let me read you some stats on this game, right? About on this series, the Warriors average one hundred and seventeen point seven points per game. Mm-hmm. Their, points, guess, is, uh, their points against is their points against is one hundred and ten and a half. Like say one hundred and eleven points given sure. up per game. On the Raptors' end, their points per game is one hundred and fourteen points per game. They only give up ninety nine. Who? What's gonna break first? What's gonna bend first? I right, think. because I mean, it's gonna it, the Raptors' defense is su- can be suffocating at times, mm-hmm. right? Ka- I mean, let's just be honest. Kawhi Leonard is one of the best defenders in basketball. Mm-hmm. He really is. Oh, he is
2: absolutely.
1: 100%. So he's going to be suffocating somebody. You would think he's getting clay. Clay. Well, yeah.
2: I, I just dr- think, for size wise, I wouldn't put him on Steph. Draymond. You could do that. But I think Clay's more intricate for the offensive part. I well, know
1: we've Dr- seen we've seen what Draymond can do. Oh, Dr- when it, Draymond when it comes had to, a great series against Portland, when it comes absolutely. to handling the basketball, excuse me, and being able to reset the offense, we can we've seen what Draymond Green can do. Oh yeah, so. Let's not put it past him that he could he could be guarding up one on one. Presu- I'm
2: I'm presuming on the opposite side it's gonna be Draymond on Kawhi. Uh, exactly. Yeah.
1: Exactly. Who's gonna break? Who's gonna break first? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that's what it's gonna be. Who's gonna bend first?
2: The new Draymond Green or Kawhi? I
1: think. I think Kawhi's gonna light him up. I don't know. I,
2: Kawhi will get his. Yes. You know Kawhi's going to get his. Yes, absolutely. Questions gonna be: Are those other guys who played so well against Milwaukee? Are they going to play well?
1: Their numbers are creepily similar, though. In terms of stats, as a team, yeah, as a whole, they're
2: kind—they con- are kind of very similar teams.
1: Yes, they are. One hundred percent. It's actually pretty scary because I'm looking at it now. Obviously, the, the the Warriors are the better team on paper, right? mm Hmm. But just numbers-wise, it's actually pretty close. So that's going to be a very, very interesting series Mm -hmm. when it starts on Thursday. I can't wait because we finally get to stop talking about this, get to the NBA draft, get to free agency, see what the hell the Knicks are going to do. That's what I'm looking forward to here. I don't care about the finals anymore. (laughs) Move past that. We knew it was Golden State and somebody. Yeah, 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 yeah. We knew the Warriors were going to be there. We We didn't know the Raptors. No, we didn't know that. I could say we didn't know that. But we knew somebody from the East was going to be there. (laughs) (laughs) All right, that was a given. (laughs) Uh. Oh, man. But with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to get into baseball. Uh, Pretty good weekend. You could say for both local teams, but Monday was a little rough for the Mets. We'll touch on that when we come back here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. This is Chalk Talk.
0: You're you're, you're listening to the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You're listening to Ted Chunk Talk on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We're back, final
1: segment here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Uh, let's get into baseball, the good old American game. Okay. Uh, the reason why I want to start with the Mets first—they they, they lose a, I guess you could say a tough game last night to the uh, Los Angeles Dodgers in LA, eight to five. Uh, They got to Clayton Kershaw Jacob DeGrom gave him five innings uh, Two run ball But he sort of struggled a little bit The bullpen just absolutely just
2: Met bullpened it
1: Yeah that bullpen did not do What they are designed to do As a bullpen Um, Gave up six runs I believe in What was it the uh, Fifth or sixth inning was it Something like
2: that Tyler Bashler got
1: bashed Yes he did Everybody got bashed. Yeah, they Everybody do. got bashed. Um, but their recent homestand, they swept the Nationals. Mm-hmm. They won two out of three against the uh, Tigers. Yes. My question here to you, Big Mike. Oh, God. Has Mickey Calloway sort of saved his job here a little bit? At least past this west coast trip oh yeah at least at the at least for june to say the least
2: when they made the announcement prior to the nat series of the vote of confidence i kind of thought that was a signal of we're giving you till the all-star break at least okay and we'll reassert things there um so I, i think the vote of confidence worked you you could see on we were here last monday after um the disaster that was the series against the Miami Marlins <laughs> yes, yes 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 and we you listened to some of the guys in the clubhouse the Noah Cinderguards
1: they were the so country. they sort of
2: they had Mickey's back yeah. and, and i think that had a long way to go in their performance and you go home and you play a Nationals team who for excuse me for forget who's just owned the National League East the past few years, but they've owned the Mets at City Field. And every night it was a little bit – it was someone different, you know? So, Rajay Davis. Rajay Davis. I mean, I was at the haircutting place when Carlos Gomez hit the home oh, run. Oh, yeah, Carlos so, Gomez. So Thursday afternoon when Robert – and because they had said Edwin Diaz is available for four outs now. Mm-hmm. which I don't know why he wasn't to start with, but, you know, that was their call. So I'm sitting there waiting to get my hair cut, and I put out a tweet that said, Mickey Calloway now owes Carlos Gomez di- – now has to go buy Carlos Gomez Some dinner <laughs> because he kept Gizelman in too long. On a night after Gizelman threw one in, I think he only threw about seven pitches, should have just left him in the night before. And then his bacon gets saved by Carlos Scoma. So that was an important win for the Mets. And then you go to the weekend against the Tigers. And Friday night, Noah Syndergaard struggled, you know, to say the least.
1: Saturday. Um, That's because I picked him to win the Cy Young. Yeah. yeah, I, I, It's.
2: Yeah. He, you know what? He's got to go see Avengers again and look himself in the mirror as Thor. <laughs> he really should just do that.
1: <laughs> Or he should just go to Jacob DeGromer and cut his hair.
2: Uh, yeah, that's – but Saturday, Jason Vargas comes back off the DL. Solid start, five innings, one run, threw 82 pitches,
1: I believe. I'll take that from Jason Vargas any day.
2: But yeah, same.
1: And, as long as the ballpin can hold it together. And course. they were
2: able to hold it yeah. for the most part on Saturday. And then Sunday, Zach Wheeler was really good. So, you know. Saturday was the walk-off win, right? Saturday was the walk-off win. That game was really neato.
1: I see what you did there. Yeah,
2: but and then Sunday Zach Wheeler was good. So then you know last night you go to your guy who matches up against the Dodgers
1: guy, and he wasn't necessarily the guy, but he gave you five innings of two run ball. And a- 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 as a team, you mustered out five runs off of Clayton Kershaw. Mm-hmm. You should be able to win this game. They had three
2: base runners thrown out,
1: two of them by Cody Bellinger.
2: <laughs> so, Cody Bellinger, if I know you're in L.A., and I think the world of you. If you watch his throws, I hope Anthony Lynn of the Chargers was watching because there's your heir apparent to Phillip Rivers. Cody Bellinger's got a cannon for an arm.
1: That, 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 that tag out of Carlos Gomez running the third base was something else. I was able to see that one. That was yeah. some throw really I, was. I'm just sitting there. Just stay. Don't take up <laughs> Carlos.
2: Don't do it. Just let Nito score. Well, you know what,
1: Carlos is playing with that, that He, he that plays jump. with that.
2: He plays with that, and I love that. You love you also that sort of tenacity, but, but you, you got to know be, when to do it. You have to be a little bit smarter. In that spot, just let the run score. Yeah. You got Conforto and Pete Alonso coming up afterwards. And, you know, when, when Pete Alonso comes up, you know one of three things is going to happen.
1: He's either going to hit it far. Not hit it at all. Not hit it at all. Or or he's he's going to hit it really hard. Yeah,
2: But you know what? The Dodgers' best team in the National League right now, and I don't think it's that
1: close. They got Steven Matz tonight going up against Rich Hill in a 10-10 start in L.A. Beautiful, beautiful L.A. Um, 26 and 27 right now are the New York Mets. Have they sort of righted this ship a little bit when it in, in terms of just as a team overall? Um, because the, the reason why I'm asking it is because sure. you, you have that crappy series against the Marlins, right? Mm-hmm. You have that crappy week in general. Sure. Because you lose a series to the Nationals. You lose to the Marlins. Mm-hmm. You come back and you sweep the Nationals. You win two out of three against the Tigers. Um, you sort of sort of combated with it, right? You, yeah, you, you sort sure. of worked that out. But you're 26 and 27 now, in and in a National League East, that's still up for grabs. Yeah, and they're five games out. Yeah, the, it, it's. I'll put. It, I'll pull it up right now. The Mets are five games back. The Phillies are 31 and 22. The Braves are 30 and 24. Right. Mm-hmm. Then it's the Mets, the Nationals, and the Marlins. Yes. The Mets are within distance, striking distance of the Braves right now, and also of the Phillies. You go on a little run here. You start beating the teams that you need to beat,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you're back in this thing. Oh, sure. I, I think the most telling thing is you've had pretty much two guys really hit all year Pete Alonso. Pete Alonzo and J.D. Davis have yes, been the yeah, two guys. Yes, yes. Two, yes have yes. been the two guys. Correct. Conforto just came back. I'm going to give him a little bit of leeway. Uh, Wilson Ramos is
1: heating up. He's uh, he's swinging the bat well. In, uh, he started well yeah. in that national series. He's really swung that bat nice. He's. After hearing it from us, (laughs) it's yeah, you know,
2: and then uh, Rosario had two doubles last night, Mm -hmm. so maybe he could get going offensively. My one, and hopefully soon they'll get Jeff McNeil and maybe Robinson Cano. Cano back. I'm more concerned right now with McNeil than I am Cano, but you know, if those guys come back, they lengthen out the lineup. The the one guy who I really have a problem with who's in the lineup almost every day, Stop Frazier, and it's just because he's hitting two twenty or under two hundred now. It's just uh, there has to be a point where you have to say, I don't care how much you're making, I don't care how good you are, be a leader in the clubhouse, because right now you're not producing offensively, mm-hmm. and so play JD at third, maybe. Play Carlos Gomez in left more but often than But with the now.
1: injuries, that kind of it hampers forces it. the Mets to actually have to play Todd Frazier.
2: Well, I think the Conforto injury actually helps them because now you could play Carlos Gomez a little bit more if you wanted to. Right, right. To. And right. Uh, you have Conforto in right, play LeGarris in center, and then play Carlos Gomez in left. You know,
1: uh, So you have that going for you. If you wanted to do that. And then your infield would be J.D. Davis third. Rosario. Rosario, short Peter Alonso, obviously at first, and Hetchavarria is playing second. And he's he's actually been he's <laughs> had three homers yeah. his last four games. Yeah. So a Danny Echeverria yeah. former Yankee. I'm telling you that was a Hetch of a pickup. Is that a plane or is that thunder? That's a plane. That's that has plane. to be a plane. Anyways, <laughs> we're right we're right by uh, the airport here, so kind of yeah. yeah it kind of muffles through the walls and whatnot, but. <laughs> Uh, yeah, let, let, let's just look at the, the, the upcoming schedule for the Mets, right? They're on a West Coast trip. They obviously play the Dodgers, and, and they then also Arizona. play the Arizona uh, Diamondbacks. Yes. Coming back, they play the Giants, the who, Rockies. The Giants who are awful. God terribly. God terrible. And if you're not Godly. facing
2: Bumgarner.
1: Yeah. Then you play the Rockies.
2: Who haven't lived up to the hype yet, but they're starting to play a little bit better.
1: The Yankees for two.
2: At the Bronx or at yep. Citi Field? Bronx. Okay, split that.
1: I don't know. Maybe. No, no I'm saying if you're them, no, you could you're split saying. that. Then you play in the Cardinals at home for four. This is all in June. This is up until Father's Day for June. No. Okay. That's your schedule right now. That's not that bad. That's not that bad. Then it gets. Then it gets difficult. hmm You go to Atlanta for three. You go to Chicago for four. Philly for four, and back home for Atlanta uh, against Atlanta for three. Okay. To end the month at home, the w- the one that worries me is the Chicago. four at Chicago. That's going to be tough because Chicago is hot
2: and and I Chris don't Bryant's know. out for a little bit. See yeah. how long he's going to yeah. be out. But knowing the Mets' luck, it's going to be Lester, oh. Quintana, Darvish, and hey, Hendricks.
1: And hey, <laughs> the Mets it will be Vargas, Vargas. <laughs> Vargas's younger brother, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jason Vargas going to Julio Vargas. Then to Ricky Vargas, <laughs> but no, that I think that I I, I get it. They're and on they're, this West Coast trip right now, mm-hmm. right? And then they come back home and they actually play in West Coast teams. Yeah. There is your time to actually you get some wins onto the on the board there for the for the Mets. Oh, you have to beat up the Giants. You have to beat them up. You have to beat up the. You Giants. have to be, and I think you can also beat up the Rockies too. I think you can. The Rockies pitching has not been what we thought. Uh, that's what, what I thought. That's it was what I yeah. think you could beat them up. Yeah, right. The Yankees, obviously, the Yankees are going to give you trouble one way or another. It's either going to be good or bad. Yes. Right. Then you get the Cardinals. Who, which is interesting, because we all pegged the Cardinals to be a really, really good team, and they've been up and down and too. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Then you are playing your NL East division rivals, and that's where you have to go for the jugular. Yeah. You really have no choice because that right there, that crux of the schedule. Right. You're playing. You're playing. Um, Atlanta six times. Y- yes, you're playing Atlanta six times. You're playing the Phillies four times. And that's 10 Philly, games right there. And the Phillies got some news today. Uh, Oduble Herrera. Yeah, he got
2: arrested, got arrested for, for uh, uh, domestic violence. Yes.
1: so He's going to be out indefinitely. He's, he's
2: going to be out indefinitely. So, um,
1: so that's, that's definitely a loss there for the, brew, uh, for the Phillies. Why did I say Brewers. for the Brewers? I don't know. I'm thinking about beers, man. It's all right. Um, that's definitely a loss for the, for the Phillies right there. Yes. But that, that right there is the 15-day the stretch of your schedule. You're playing every day, dude. From June 13th to June 30th, they're playing every day. Yeah. Love it. There's no stop. So that part of your schedule there is where you're going to be. You're going to have to make up this ground. You really have no choice. Yeah. If the Mets fail in June. That was their downfall last year. That's it. Pack it in. Mickey Cal is going to be out of a job. Mm-hmm. The, the Mets aren't going anywhere. That's just what's going to happen. I'm, I'm, I'm telling you because... I'm, look, I'm looking at the schedule after the all-star break. Holy crap, dude. That's tough. It really is. Minnesota, San Diego, all right, the White Sox. But then Nationals always give you fits at home. Yep. Phillies, you're playing the Indians, the Cubs again. Yeah, I mean, dude, this is going to give you some trouble. Yeah, it's It really wrong. is. That's it's a, a tough schedule. Wow, yeah. And who
2: thought the two toughest series you just said after the All Star break? Twins, Phillies.
1: Yeah, I mean, and na- Nationals. If it's you know Scherzer, Strasburg, and right and before, Corbin. and right before the All Star break too. I mean, what a way to end the month of June, and to sort of go into and go into into late July into August mm-hmm. into the trading deadline, because holy smokes, like I reeled them off already. I'll reel them off again. You got the Cardinals for four. The Braves for three, the Cubs for four, the Phillies for four, the Braves back for three, the Yankees for two, and the Phillies for three to end the uh, to end the uh, month of June, the first half of the of of the year. That's mm. a brutal end to your first half of the season. Yeah, if you can't muster out, what's you need to be above five hundred in this month of June. You yes. have to. You have to. You have no choice, and you have to beat up on the teams. You have to beat up, and you have to beat your your obviously your inner rivals. Yes. You, I'm I'm speaking. You know things that we already know this uh, know this as fans of baseball or any sport that you have to beat your your yes. your in conference rivals or your in division rivals, but. It's, like, dead, deathly serious right now for the Mets. Deathly oh, it is. serious. And this is where they make up the ground. And,
2: and to be fair, you know, and to give them a little bit of credit, you know, we just said the only two guys who've really hit all year, Davis J.D. and Alonzo. Conforto's had his moments. And, you know, if, you know, he's once he gets back into the realm of things, he can get going again.
1: Their pitching needs to get it going, too. Oh, Their absolutely. pitching needs to get it going. Ev- it really everyone.
2: It has to be everyone. Yeah, it, has it, really to, it starts with Jake, who was not great last night, but he gives you an opportunity to win.
1: No one needs to be better. Noah's Steven be. Matz needs to stay healthy. Zach Wheeler needs to stay healthy. Jason Vargas, if you can get five innings out of Jason Vargas of one run, you will live with that. I will
2: say this on Wheeler because Wheeler's only had one or two real iffy starts. Outside of that, he's been pretty consistent. But he needs to stay. But, but he has is, to stay con- healthy. Health is and the that's thing, the then. always. That's always going to be the exactly. label for with, him and Matt. With Matz. Steven Matz,
1: too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, six and one on that home stand that just ended. Obviously, zero one in the West Coast strip right now. They got a game tonight. Split against, with the Dodgers. Just, they got a game with the Dodgers tonight. Ten, 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 ten. Start Steven Matt's against Rich Hill. This is this would be a game to get for the Mets. This, this, would be, this is th- this, would be, this yeah. is what would be one of them. Let's go to the other side of New York. Let's talk about the team from the Bronx who just keeps on keeping on, man. The New York Yankees, 8-2 uh, and two in their last 10 games. They are 35-18 and 18 right now after beating the San Diego Padres yesterday afternoon in the Memorial Day game at Yankee Stadium. They won two out of three against the Kansas City Royals. They, they swept the Baltimore Orioles. Uh, just an unbelievable run for the Yankees, a plus-68 run differential. Um, like I said, 35 and 18 right now. They are, I think, they are the second best team in the American League right now in, behind in terms Minnesota. In, in terms of just record wise. Yes. behind Minnesota and percentage points ahead of the uh, of the Houston Astros. But the Yankees team has been on an absolute tear. They really have. Yeah, and they've done it without the stars. Yes. No Stanton.
2: No Judge. No Severino.
1: And 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 we got news on Stanton that he. <laughs> He, he went back to the uh, back to the IL because he he he, he injured his, his calf. calf a little bit. Um, that, that dude's got no luck right now. No, it's just it just hasn't gone his way. It really has not. Yeah, it hasn't gone the Yankee way in general in terms of injuries, man. It really hasn't because you you get that first blow with Luis Severino, right, and then everything else starts to fall apart. Mm-hmm. You come into the season, Aaron Judge swings hard and he hurts his oblique. Stanton hurt something in the shoulder. Um no, in in his uh
2: forearm bicep uh,
1: bicep area. Right? Then it, then was it goes the through the shoulder. Now, now it's, it's the calf, calf. Right? Yeah. Dylan Batance's shoulder. Miguel Andujar goes down, shoulder. He comes back, hurts himself. He just Turn- wasn't right. He just wasn't right. Turns out he g- he gets the surgery, he's done for the year. Right? hmm And then you're you're banking on all these young guys, man, and they've just been going on and going on. It really is incredible. The 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 one big one, though, that they've really Clint Frazier.
2: Yes. Clint Frazier, because there was talks of centering piece this guy in a deal.
1: And he has played himself into the, – the Yankees are going to have a conundrum when when all these guys come back. Yeah. Stan comes back. Judge comes back. Right? They, they're not going to know what to do with Clint Frazier. It's going to be between Clint Frazier and Brett Gardner, And that's tough because
2: uh, you're the Yankee fan – but for me, Clint, the way Clint Frazier
1: swings I, I can't take him out. I can't leave him out of my 25-man. Yeah, I can't. He's been so good. He's been that good. Right? The thing with with, with Clint Frazier is his, his, as we say with, with, with Steven Matz and, and Zach Wheeler, his, his injuries. Yeah, That's what hurts Clint Frazier. Last year it was the concussions. If not, he would have had a good shot of cracking this team. He really yeah. would have because yeah. Judge got hurt. Stanton was hurt. But Stan had to play because Judge wasn't there, Mm -hmm. right?
2: Now, you know, and Clint Frazier's making the most of a good playing opportunity.
1: Yes, absolutely. Look look at the fate that Mike Talkman had to face, right? Mike Talkman was the guy that the Yankees went out in in spring training and acquired from the Rockies. And he actually had a pretty good start to his season a little bit. And then Clint Frazier comes up, and he has a a, a tremendous start to his season when he comes up to the big leagues. Mike Mm -hmm. Talkman's in AAA right now. Clint Frazier's up here. Right? You look at the other, just Gio Rochella, season the moment. Tyro Estrada, season the moment. J D. Le- DJ LeMahieu, season a moment. Glaber Torres. Glaber Torres, season a to moment. Luke Voigt, Gary Sanchez, Aaron Hicks. I mean, it goes on and on and on. It really does.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Who's the MVP for this team? <laughs> That's the question here. That's why I was oh. rattling off these names. Who's the MVP? Because you could make a case for at least five guys. At you least. Could. Gary Sanchez is hitting the ball unbelievably. Sending home runs left and right. DJ LeMay from the start of the season, has been your number one hitter. Luke Voigt, he's, he's had a very good year. Glaber Torres. G- I mean, like I like, rattled Glaber off these Torres legs.
2: wishes he could play 162 against the Baltimore oh, yeah. Orioles. <laughs> Him and
1: Gary Sanchez, bro. Yeah. It's unbelievable what those guys have been able to do against that Orioles team. I think the Yankees have 30-plus home runs against the Orioles.
2: Alrighty. Already.
1: Already. Wow. it is incredible what that Yankee team was able to do against the I Orioles.
2: I mean, you brought up MVP. How do you not mean you, you know Domingo Herman? Domingo
1: Herman. I'm so I'm so sorry. Nine wins on a season. I apologize for forgetting Domingo Herman. Best pitcher the Yankees have had this year.
2: Yeah, it, I mean, it's I mean, not even close. Severino Sever- went down. Paxton went down. Although is he
1: scheduled? Paxton is scheduled. He I think. The, the the story was he will start on Wednesday. So he'll start. CC Sabathia who missed one uh one star. One start. He should be back by Sunday against the Red Sox. Oh, okay. So it, it's just with CC Sabathia he feels the discomfort he needs to get it uh drained and whatnot. With with,
2: with CC it's just but you'll take it, 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 it. But, it you'll, it take it, but yes. you'll take
1: it. But Domingo Herman has been the Yankees best pitcher. 9 and 9 and 1 on the season I believe he is. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Masahiro Tanaka has had a stupendous May, right? right? Yep. Chad Green as an opener, the Yankees are three and zero with him as the opener. He pitched lights out last night, yesterday too. I mean, the Yankees have gotten it from everybody that they've that they've needed it to. Mm-hmm. Domingo Herman has a case for 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 our team MVP as well. Yeah. Right now, I mean, I wouldn't give him a Cy Young necessarily, but. He could be in the conversation for it. Yeah, he'd be in the conversation. For how he's pitching. Yeah. It's unbelievable. It really is. Who would you give it to, to the MVP? I would like
2: to split it, but... Um, Who would you split it with? I would split with Domingo Herman and Glaber Torres. Really? And I know most people are going to say Torres is really... His powers mainly come against yours, but the consistency... Mm-hmm. And him being able to play every day, I lean a little bit towards him. Domingo Herman's got nine wins. If you told me before the season Domingo Herman was going to have nine wins for the New York Yankees, I would have said you're, out of, you're your out of your mind. Yep.
1: But uh, I, I'm 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 with you on one, but I give it to DJ LeMahieu. Okay, Domingo Herman and DJ LeMahieu, If you if you had to split all the right music. Yes. <laughs> I don't. know. Sometimes I don't know where to go with you. When, when uh, after that, <laughs> like, like it's like ah crap. Not this again. Nah, damn it. She's guiding me by man. She's guiding me. she <laughs> got me. But yes, that that's just the way the Yankees season has been. That you can have, you can afford to have co MVPs, man. Yeah. That's just how it is. And right, if you're looking at the positives, you're getting Paxton back, as you said. You're gonna get CC back. Dylan Batances is, th- is throwing bullpen sessions now. He had 20 to 25 pitches the other day, all fastballs, albeit. But that's a step in the right direction for Dylan Batanzas Isn't Severino throwing else? Severino's playing catch. He's playing catch. Yes. Okay. He's still a while. He's still uh, a I'm while not expecting away. him before but the break. The fact so. that you can have Dylan Batanzas now throwing bullpen sessions, that's huge. For you. Yeah. Huge. And this bullpen hasn't necessarily been bad. No. It's been fine. It's been all right. It's been above average, or average, you could say the least. But in New Chap- York
2: standards, it's been fantastic.
1: I roll a roll this Chapman has been, has gone out there and and closed out his games. Chad Green has been pitching well. Tommy Canley's, if he Zach Britton, whenever he gets an opportunity, he comes in. Adam Arvino has been lights out for the Yankees. I mean, you add Dylan Betances to that. Holy crap, it's set. It really, am- it really is. It really, really is. You set up that seven, eight, nine guy. <sighs> <sighs> oh,
2: oh, oh. Big series this weekend. Yeah, it's huge. Because the Red Sox are playing well too.
1: It's huge. It's huge. That's what I was looking at before. The Red Sox twenty nine twenty five right now. Six and four in the last ten. Winners of two in a row. Beat up the Indians yesterday. Six and a half back of the Yankees right now. If if you if you're able to to get three out of four, at least two out of two, you you're able to get and keep them at bay mm-hmm. for now at least. Yeah. Huge man. Huge series coming up. It really yeah, is. It really is. It's gonna be a huge weekend in in general. And we're at Tuesday. And we are at Tuesday. Yeah. Uh. By the way, I don't. I
2: don't know. I, I know we only got a couple of minutes, but brought up the Red Sox. Did you see the Dustin Pedroia
1: news? No, I. I was trying to look at what happened. What happened with that? I don't know what happened. Did he? Okay. Announce so, it or something? No, no, no. He his knee, uh huh,
2: which has been giving him yes. fits for a few years. Yes. Is still bothering him. Oh, no. So he does not know if he will ever play again. He has not announced it. My guess would be he he's will. going to announce he it will. at the end of the year. Yeah. That way he's just around the boys. But
1: And he, he'll get a proper send-off. Oh, he should. He
2: will. He World should. World Series
1: champ with the Red Sox. MVP, year, rookie MVP of the exactly. year. Exactly. Yeah. Homegrown player. I was. I know you're a Yankee fan. I was a big Pedroia guy. I hate a Pedroia. But the reason why I hated but you respected him, him, I respect exactly. Mm-hmm. The reason why I hated him because he was red Sox. Because he was red Sox. That's the only reason why. Yeah. But I respected him as a player.
2: Yeah. Played Annoying
1: to the- see him play against the, against your team, but one hell of a ball player.
2: Yeah. Remember those debates? Who's better, Pedroia or Cano? Or you know, some people even throwing Ian Kinsler.
1: Feels like a lifetime ago. It really does. Wow. It really is unbelievable. Yeah, because I saw that, and I was trying to look up. I was like, did he announce his retirement? What the hell's going on? But, yeah, that's tough, man. Those, knees, those knee injuries, man, they're they're killers.
2: Uh, he was such a good, great player. They are
1: killers, man, at the house that George built.
2: Sunday Night Baseball on ESPN.
1: So if you seven have the o'clock, game on, you seven can right? so mute A-Rod. No, I actually like A-Rod. Do you? Yeah, I, should, I don't yeah. mind him. Yeah. Jessica Mendoza, I don't mind him. Matt Vasgersian, well, I love Matt Vaskirjian. Love me some Matt. Love me some Matt. Uh, but with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, we have reached the end of the road. We appreciate you for sticking with us, for <laughs> for listening to our nonsense here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. It's been a pleasure. Um, same time tomorrow, 2 to 4 p.m. here on the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. We'll have some more baseball, some more hockey, some more basketball. We've got it for you covered here. Um so with that being said, ladies and gentlemen, thanks for joining us for our producer Big Mike Griffin and James Baccioni, who uh, unfortunately had that um, his car overheated. So you know, it, it's, as it's, long it's, as he's safe, I, I know what that feels like so. <laughs> First hand, I know what that feels like. So uh, he'll make it in uh, for sure uh, for the next show. And I'm Renee Canales. Thanks for joining us. Hope you stay dry in this crappy weather that we're having, man, because it's going to be brutal out there when, in terms of rain. So stay stay dry out there. Other than that, the temperature's fine, but stay tuned for the shows on this network because it only gets better from here. <laughs> we'll see you guys. Have a great rest of your day, and enjoy the sports day.
0: It, it, it's the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Radio.